All right, guys, welcome to this special di- special edition of Here for the Truth. This is a side chat. It's been a long time since we've done one of these, bro. Yeah, it's definitely been a while. You know, we've had what, like five so far or six? I think six, maybe. I think this is six. That feels about right. The last one was with Hanadi. We had Zara before that. And today we have the incredible Sarah Larson in the house. Sarah has been doing great work. Um, She's been through our program, Rise Above the Herd. Now she's stepping out into her own venture herself. Um, Sarah, can you please, I guess, let us know what Fearless Rising is and what that is all about? Sure. So Fearless Rising, um, it was born out of, I guess, my my need to, you know, face my own fears. And I was living a life in service of my fears. Um, everything you can think of, fear of rejection, uh, failure, my own success, fear of ridicule, fear of fear of being a beginner. Um, I've experienced it and it got to the point where I was just like, I have to get my shit together and um, I don't want to live like this anymore. I don't want to have these self-limiting beliefs. Um, it's not getting me anywhere. It's, this is just shortchanging me out of growth. Um, and I, I deserve better, um, for myself. Um, it, at the end of the day, it was all self-inflicted and I wanted to, um, I wanted to channel, channel um, this motivation into a project where I could kind of keep myself in check um, with some of my fears. It actually started um, as maybe like a little bit of a hundred day challenge. I wanted to like go through, you know, different fears every day. And it, and it metamorphosized as I started reading um, into the literature about fear and like neuroscience and, um, you know, childhood wounding and, and self and attachment styles and how, how all that kind of plays into into the fears that we um, are left with as, as adults. So it's taken me on definitely a, a different path than I first aimed. But um, at the end of the day, it's it's mainly, um, a, I guess, a vessel for my own growth. And then obviously, um, if I can help others along the way, um, not be plagued by the same things that have um, plagued me, then that would, that would mean the world to me as well, because um, it's just so crippling. And I've been through it and, um, and, you know, when I, when I post stuff online and when I'm writing in my blog, like the person I'm talking to is, is me. And, um, and it's just from my personal experience. And, um, I'm not obviously a voice of authority in anyone else's life, but I can speak to the suffering and pain I've put myself through, um, in service of, of the things that scared me. And I, and, and like you guys said in the course, it's, it's the boon, like, this is what I'm bringing back. Um, after my trials and tribulations, you know, as the hero of my own journey and, and, um, hoarding knowledge isn't, isn't useful for anyone. So, um, I want to share what I've learned along the way. I absolutely love it. Can you, um, give us a little bit of insight into the experience of, I guess, an individual or even from your own experience that is like really crippled with fear? What is, what is, what does that feel like? What does that look like? What is, what are are those inhibitions? How's that presenting themselves, um, in their own psyche? Yeah, well, I can give you an example right now. Like, I'm pretty nervous. This is my first time um, recording a podcast, and um, my heart's beating. Um, I'm sweating. My kids are stressing me out. I yelled a little bit at them. I like was not able to regulate my stress <laughs> uh, before this call happened. I sent um, my partner with them in the car because they are just not going to bed. So it was um, it it was a lot of feelings in my body that it's hard to contain. Um, and, and the crippling aspect is, is that it, it stopped me from going for the things that I wanted to attain. Um, and 
I guess I should preface with like my fears. I've, I've always kind of looked at things on the other side of the glass and said, I could, I can get there. Like I believe in myself, I can do it, but it's just taken me so long to cross that threshold because my fears have always like made me second guess myself and doubt myself. And I just want to, I want to shrink that window of me, um, you know, pursuing that goal. And so that I can, I can reach that mountain and scale the next one. I, the, because that's that's obviously the journey of life is you know you you get to the one peak and then you you want to you want to do more you want to find the next mountain to climb so um it's just that delta in between that I want to shrink down so I can accomplish more yeah more. yeah thanks for sharing that I, I want to highlight something too because so often we can we can think like oh my god people totally know that I'm nervous and I'm shaking and my heart is beating and I'm sweating and it's like I'm sitting here and you came on and I'm like, oh yeah, she probably did some like breathing exercises before and she kind of did some stuff to regulate. Like, I don't, I don't perceive you as someone who just had the experience of like, oh, I got to get my kids in the car and oh my God, I'm nervous. And so it's this also like, it's, it's amazing to witness that, you know, what is courage? You know, courage isn't the absence of fear. You know, courage is, is behaving, even though we may be feeling nervous, even though we may be scared. And so even in, in an experience like this, we're like, oh, it's your first podcast and you're nervous and yet here you are, you're delivering words pretty articulately and communicating clearly. And and no one listening or watching this would have known unless you shared that, which I'm happy that you did because this is part of it. You know, yeah. I mean, we've talked about that. Like the first time I was invited to do a podcast, I was in Switzerland with my wife. It was actually a Facebook Live. And I was like, oh my God, I got to make sure like the, the, how high is the camera? I like, is it okay? My, my, I had to switch this t-shirt twice. I was already sweating in my armpits, like, and you know, and then ends up being fine. Yeah. But you go through it. So it's just yeah. cool. Totally. And like what you guys, I remember in the course, you guys talking about, um, you know, the things that you're most scared of are, are windows to your greatest potential. Um, and that really resonated with me because I've had so many things that have scared me that I'm like, I need to face them. And I need, and like, I, I would just like to see what's on the other side of that door because what's the point if I don't. Right. Yeah. And once you do, this is what, like, we talk about self-esteem a lot. Like when you go over that hump, when you do the thing that scares you and then you get to the other side and you're like, oh yeah, that was so bad. I did that. You're much more grounded in who you are that layer of fears has has dissolved away and there's a, a level of confidence uh and self-ownership and self-knowing that wasn't there either that now is yours no one can take that away from you yeah and that's what's so be beautiful about the process totally yeah do the thing you fear and the death of fear is certain said emerson and i think that rings true for all of us you know and yeah absolutely even from a self-esteem perspective you know brandon talks about how you know fear should be signals to open our eyes not to shut them so it's just the, the reframe for me is so important around fear right like we talk about anxiety in a similar way but what if fear was actually giving us some knowledge was giving us some kind of information about what we're meant to be doing in our lives. And instead of just curating a world where we're constantly coming up against these walls, because there's a little bit of fear we're experiencing, what if we reframed it? So how can I expand that capacity? How can, I, how can I move through that wall? How can I move through that barrier? And in that sense, how can I feel more of who I am? You know? Right. Yeah. No, I totally agree. And now that I have kids, I want to be modeling the right, like healthy ways to 
face life in general. And um, I don't want to pass on, you know, all of, any of this anxiety or um, any of these fears to them because um, I know just how how it could it, it can it can slow things down. So that's giving me yeah. another motivation to to try yeah. to ex, you know expand myself. Why do why do some of us inherently carry more fear than others? That's a good question. Um, I think based on what I've been reading, um, a lot of it stems back to your childhood. Um, and, um, you know, there, there could be lots of variables, but a few of them, like how attuned your parents were to you, if you felt like your needs were met. Um, I know for my, for me personally, um, I'm definitely like classified as anxiously attached. Like I'm constantly, um, I'm, I'm constantly trying to, you know, look at the people around me. And like, if I see micro disengagements, I'm like, do you still love me? Like, there's always like a, a, a need to re, re reestablish connection. If, even if it hasn't gone anywhere. Um, and obviously like trauma, anything that happens in your early childhood, um, that is magnified because of certain, uh, functions in the brain. Um, so you carry that into, into adulthood and it's much easier to, um, much easier to those, those neural pathways that are created in, in your infancy or in your early childhood, or even at puberty, um, they are the fastest and most um, effective ways of thinking. So they could be like the most familiar, but they may not necessarily be the healthiest um, thought patterns. And um, it's it, it takes a lot of work as an adult to um, change your thought processes processes and like feed yourself new experiences, um, and and try to to switch that into a healthier neural pathway. If if that makes sense. Yeah. No, definitely. It definitely makes sense. So like in your experience, I guess, now that you're going down this path, you're doing all this research, what are some of the tools and strategies that you implement to try shrink that fear so you can actually make um, decisions that are more aligned and move out of your comfort zone? Yeah, something I something I came across, which was really cool, was that um, cortisol, it, which is the uh, chemical in your brain that makes you feel bad, if you if your brain perceives a threat or danger, even if it's not real, even if it's like you're worrying about some future thing that hasn't come to pass yet, um, cortisol is released and you're just kind of saturated and, and, um, you're in, in stress hormones basically. So cortisol has a half-life of 20 minutes, um, which I found pretty cool. So if you don't trigger another surge and you can kind of, um, keep your anxiety at bay, then that starts to metabolize pretty quickly. And the way that you can kind of cycle yourself out of an anxiety um, attack is um, to find a healthy distractor for 20 minutes, something that's like fully absorbing. So if you do yoga while watching um, like a Spanish subtitle film, or if you like go for a walk with your dog and you listen to a podcast, something that keeps your mind engaged for 20 minutes, um, you're already starting to build a, uh, a healthier pathway out of that, out of that fear and anxiety. And it's a healthy way to do it. You don't have to like turn to social media or um, ice cream in my exam in my experience or any of the um, unhealthy soothing mechanisms. I love that you just said do yoga while watching Spanish subtitled show. That's the first time <laughs> in all my years in the personal development world and healing world that that was a recommendation. And I think it's brilliant. And so, have, you, have you personally tried that, Sarah? <laughs> No, no, that was an example that, um, like I read in a book and I, it sounded like it takes a lot of work to do that. You can't like zone out and think yeah, about yeah. other things. 
I thought That's that was so cool. too. I haven't tried it. So I guess if you're in downward dog, you're looking at the TV through <laughs> your legs and reading the subtitles <laughs> upside yeah. down. That would that would that takes some work, but no, I think that's great. Yeah, yeah. Um, so what? Let me ask you this: Like, what was the the catalyst for? Yeah. I, I've had enough. Like this this paradigm, this my own personal status quo. I'm not liking the results. I'm not liking who I am. I want to change. Like, what was that? And then, you know, what did that lead you to? Yeah. So, um, obviously like the last two and a half years have, have flipped everyone's worlds, um, upside down myself included. And, um, like everyone, you know, when people talk about how you have, um, an event in life is, you know, you, you kind of relate life before the event and after mm -hmm. the event. So that event for me was my dad's death. Um, and he died during kind of like the height of the COVID hysteria. And um, he was um, he was like the a freedom um, of speech advocate. He was like totally awake to the bullshit. He knew early on in 2020 that this was a con. Um, so I really miss his um, his input and his perspective. But he he had a um, an autoimmune disease that kind of flared up, um, and and it's something that's super rare and not easily diagnosable. And, um, in early 2020, they canceled all of like the, the healthcare screenings and diagnostics and everything. So he didn't get the care he needed in time. And he, um, I don't know if he would have survived this, this disease, but I do know that what he went through in the hospital alone, like vented for 73 days, um, you know, getting the COVID protocol when he was in there for an autoimmune disease. Um, I know that like if he had known the way that he was going to go out, that he would have told me to just shoot him because that's just, it was so inhumane and so many people have experienced the same thing. Um, so that really um, just completely turned my life inside out. Um, and it, like I, I had already kind of, he'd given me a glimpse of, of um, kind of how the world really works and, you know, governments are not necessarily going to tuck us in at night and we don't, we can't, we have to trust in ourselves more than the powers that be and not outsource, you know, all of, um, all of our, you know, power to everybody else except ourselves. So um, at, when he passed away, I was like, I don't, the world feels less safe without him here. And I have to just um, turn inwards and find the inner strength to, like be my own hero now because I looked up to him so much and all of a sudden someone's taken from you and you have to kind of reassess where your life is going and, and who, who to look towards. Like he was, you know, kind of like my, my North star compass guiding me. You have to reorient yourself. Totally. Yeah. yeah. And so that definitely sent me, um, it, it led me to you guys. I was on this pursuit of, of truth and um, trying to figure out what was really going on in the world. Um, and, and this fearless rising was, um, I guess conceived also in a sense, because I wanted to say the things that I was, I was always scared of saying, and this gave me a vessel to do that. Um, but more than that, um, it's just a, it's, it's kind of my way of figuring out how the world works and how I can make myself into the best version of myself I don't know if that answers the question really well but it's kind of like it was a long and winding road that's led me here and um and that was the the main catalyst 
Yeah, thanks for sharing that. Yeah, no problem. Yeah, no, no, I don't think any human should have to go through what your father went through, you know? So. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what, on a lighter note, um, you guys would be happy to know that um, he, my mom and dad actually met and bonded over their shared love of Atlas Shrugged. And, and mm. then I was born. Um, wow. That's <laughs> so really cool. So I have cool. a lot of Ayn Rand in my, in my inherited library downstairs. So you guys talking about her and like her, her philosophies and um, yeah, the, it really resonated with me because it felt like a little bit of home to me, you know? Well, that's cool. Mm-hmm. That's absolutely incredible. I mean, you know, and like we talk about the synchronicities in life, but for me, like there's just little winks everywhere, little winks just, you know, guiding us towards authenticity, which are showing us the path, you know, and if you're right, I mean, if we can just kind of, move through that resistance, move through that fear and say yes to life. You know, I've said this recently, but like life begets life. Life seeks more life. So that's ultimately the philosophy that Ayn Rand taught. It was like, how do we, how do we learn to nurture and nourish life so it can unfold in the direction it's meant to unfold in, which is to grow, which is to expand, which is to be enriched. Um, so like, what, do, what does that mean for anyone listening? What does that mean for you? What's the next step for you? Where is life actually leading you? And what's the resistance that you come up against, you know, when you contemplate that big vision, that big dream, what you actually want for yourself? Um, I mean, yeah. who knows? Who knows what's possible, right? Think about this conversation we're having right now. And, you know, almost like, can you, can you imagine even like nine, 10 weeks ago before you came through rise above the herd or whenever we whenever whenever that round was that you know you'd be here now on the on the steps of cultivating an incredible container where you can share your truth you can share your knowledge you can share your wisdom you can bring other people into your world you know and now you're on a podcast talking about it like to me that's amazing yeah yeah, yeah. It's, it's... no no you go no i was just gonna say i i can't believe it either and and yeah, no, you go. Yeah, well, it, I just want to highlight something that we've talked about before and actually brought it up on a recent podcast we filmed. And it's this idea that when we move beyond the resistance, you know, when we live more authentically, when we do make that choice, whatever it is, you know, leaving a relationship that you know isn't right, leaving a job that doesn't feed your soul or support your, your you know, the, you know your highest vision of yourself, that there is something, you know, you can call it the universe, you can call it God, you can call it whatever unseen forces that come to your AA that support you on this journey. And like dots start connecting, opportunities start presenting themselves. And and life just has more, I mean, I don't want to use this word, but I'm going to. Like it, there's more of a flow to it, you know, things start working out in a way that it seems like magic, but it's not. Yeah, and, but... And, to me, life is flow. Life is always in flow. It's us that create the obstructions. It's us that create the obstacles, you know, when we make decisions against ourselves and we contradict ourselves, you know, we create certain fates for ourselves, which are off the path of life, off the flow of life by, by choosing inauthenticity, by succumbing to the fear. Um, but other than that, when you find your authentic path and you're walking on it, there, there's, there, you know, there's an acceleration that takes place. You realize that things are working in your favor. Opportunities do open up. And so by honoring that true voice, by honoring your intuition, by 
using mm-hmm. fear as a signpost, anxiety as a signpost to be like, what is that thing? You know, we really can get on the ride. And honestly, to me, that's what it feels like when you find that authentic calling. Yeah. yeah. And let's be real. I've, I've brought this up before, you know, us being here right now, Joel and I doing what we're doing, you know, a lot of it stemmed from the fact that I decided to finally reach out to someone who I've considered a mentor to me, Michael Tazarian, um, online and send him an email. You know, I was like, oh, well, you know, he's not going to answer my email. He doesn't care. I don't need to send it. And I was just like, you know, after years, I'm like, you know what? Finally, this is the perfect timing. My wife found some um, some passages in her uh, during her research for her dissertation that aligned with some of Michael's theses. And I was like, I'm going to send the email. Okay. And the next day or two days later, he responded back. Oh, this is interesting. Would either one of you like to come on the podcast to talk about this? And of course, in that moment, oh, I can't be on. Oh, my God. I don't know if I could be on the podcast. I, uh, blah, blah, blah. You know, those fears start coming up. And then there's just this part of me that's just like, fuck it. You know, like, let's see what happens. And like, from that, so much has happened. You know, like, like I, I the, the, the meeting Joel has been like the, one of the most incredible things that's happened in my life, you know, and, and I, I have so much respect for this man and, and what we've been able to create and, and because of a decision on some level, you know, because of pushing through fear and discomfort and potential anxiety. And so, you know, it's just pretty incredible for people. Like, even if you don't know your exact dream, like, is there something that you just don't like doing? Just do the opposite and see what happens. You know, like sometimes it's even just doing that. You don't need to have the clear like, oh, this is what I'm going to do for the next 20 years of my life. This is my, this is my ultimate purpose. But if you know the thing that you're doing right now, feels like shit is not what you want to do, then you might want to try something different. Yeah. No matter what, how uncomfortable that may be or how scary that might be, because you have no idea what's on the other side. Six months, a year, two years later. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, man. And I mean, to to continue that story, you, you had that interview on Unslaved. I watched that episode and then I experienced a very similar thing that you experienced in regards to Michael was, was, was in me to you. I, I reached out to you. It was like, I was like, is this guy going to give a shit? I remember I sent you my song, Just Asking. I'm like, there was that, you know, would he even care about that? And then, you know, look, 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 look what happens. Look what happens, people. It's just, it's crazy. But yeah, man, I completely agree with what you're saying. If you don't know what the thing is, create space for that thing to come. Because while you're still engaging in all the things you actually inherently want to say no to, um, then it's very difficult for you to for you to you know find what that is. Yeah. No. Yeah. It's been a process of elimination for me too. Like the like what you guys are saying. I know what I was doing was not working, so I'm I'm trying the opposite now, and I'm going to just see where it leads me. And I think um, I'm trying to um, frame my decision making around like one question: Is this is this decision leading me? um towards my fear or away from it and if it's towards it then i'm gonna go there because um like in historically i would have done the opposite and i i just would never know what what may lie on on the other side of that door so yeah i totally feel what you guys what you guys are saying with making space to see what what kind of manifests yeah and it's so cool to see what you're doing you know with fearless rising like i love your instagram page i love the things you write about like 
I didn't, I don't just share your post because I'm like, oh, I got to share Sarah's post because she's been through Rise Above the Herd. I'm like, this shit's dope. Like, this is some powerful knowledge that I think people need to be aware of. And I think so many people are grappling and dealing with fears on many different levels. And what comes when you rise above your fears? You know, what comes when you meet them head on um, and do the thing that is really, really scary? And I don't know. I just think it's, I, I love what you're doing. I love what it's, what you're all about. And uh, it's incredible to witness, you know, your the evolution and, and your growth over, you know, last few months. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, no. Thanks too, bro. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, it's, that's great. Um, I totally lost my train of thought for a second. Um, and I lost it again. No worries. It happens. That's okay. I'll go, I'll go. Oh, I'll, I'll go what, you guys, what you guys, something just triggered a thought in me. Cause like another, um, I think important thing in this project or in this endeavor that I'm reaching for is um, taking ownership of, of your life and not, not relying on other people to guide you or to show you the way. And I think if the last two and a half years have taught us anything is that you have to, you have to um, take responsibility for your own self ownership, your own self care and um, health and wellness, everything like, and, and that includes so many things. Um, and uh and, and yeah, I think uh, like I, I don't have a neuroscience background. Um, I'm, I don't have a PhD. I'm like, I'm, I'm completely self-taught and this is a self-directed learning um, experience, but um, I'm, I'm making changes in my own life. And, and if I can do it as a stay at home mom of two, um, if I can teach myself neuroscience, then anyone can. If, and, and I think if anyone, um, you know, really wants to get a handle on, on their fears, understanding the mechanisms of your mind, it really has just changed the game for me because I don't have to be so hard on myself. I can, I can say, wow, like my, my mind is not working against me. Like this is all adaptive behavior from, you know, our ancestors who, who've survived. Um, and the brains that we've inherited are based on, on the people who've survived. And, and, um, yeah, so putting, putting the power back into people's hands to make choices for themselves and to, and to take their lives into their own hands, I think is, um, is something that really appeals to me. And um, yeah, yeah, hopefully, hopefully I can do that. We literally live in the information age. There is so much knowledge available at the click of a button and obviously all the books that are out there. So it all depends on what a person wants. You know, can they make time for it? You know, even what you're saying now, you know, there how many people are like, Oh, I don't have time for enough time for it. It's like, well, you have, you have kids you're raising, you know, there's other responsibilities and yet you make the time. And this is where it comes down to what do you value? Mm -hmm. Because you're going to make decisions based on your value system, not those values that you, that are pseudo values that you, you think are your values, but really the things that you do every day, think about every day that are, that are part of your life. Yeah. And so if you value like, moving beyond your fear and living the life that you know you want to live, you're going to take actions and you're going to do things based on that. So again, I commend you. And you know, I don't have any letters after my name. I mean, maybe like certain ones like licensed massage therapist or things like that, but none of the really important le letters, you know? <laughs> and it's like the, the people that I have the utmost respect for that I consider mentors to me that have impacted my life more than anyone on this planet have no letters after their names. So doesn't mean there aren't those that have letters after their names that aren't incredible, but it's not 
taking you taking know, shots yeah. at Sophie Hebrew. No, no, Sophie. Listen, Sophie's got letters after her name, and she's awesome and amazing. And there are definitely some programs out there that I think um, allow for uh, some some great knowledge. You know, that aren't so indoctrinating. Yeah, I think I think we can all agree that the people with uh, a ton of fancy letters behind their names in high high places are the reason we're in this this mess in the first oh, yeah. place with regards to COVID and you know not speaking out and yeah. Because sure. well, a lot of these institutions, they don't they don't value um, critical thought in the sense of going against what you're being taught, challenging what you're being taught, yeah. you know, especially over the last however many decades. It's very like, this is what you're learning. This is what you have to follow if you go against it. Like, can you imagine someone going through medical school and being like, oh, actually, I was reading about this guy, Dr. Hammer, and um i was studying his five biological laws and they actually make a lot more sense than like what you're talking about right now like that wouldn't work you know that person's not going to go through um go through that level of intensity of how much studies and how much stress and all that studying things that may you know ultimately not be based on the most truthful uh foundational information you know what i mean so it's yeah. like you almost have to like just surrender to like, this is the truth. This is what I'm learning. This is what they're teaching me. Yeah. Our education system is just different than it. It's just very different. I feel, uh, especially in the last several, several decades. Yeah, totally. I agree. I just want to share this quote by Maslow to bring us back to fear and kind of sum up what we've been talking about. Maslow says, we fear our highest possibilities. We are generally afraid to become that which we glimpse in our most perfect moments under the most perfect conditions, under the conditions of the greatest courage. So we talk about fear, but what's, what's the primordial fear? Is it all that we can be? Is it our potential? And is it the fact that we're not actually reaching it or living up to it? And that's when inauthenticity fosters and that's when shame arises. Yeah, of course I agree. Um, yeah, the the thing we fear the most is is um, the best version of ourselves that we could possibly be. Self actualizing. Um, yeah, that's that scares a lot of people more than failing. For sure. Mm-hmm. All right, Sarah. Well, obviously we kind of hinted that you know you you were a student of ours. Um, you participated in was it the second round of Rise Above the Herd. Can you talk a little bit for our audience about your experience um, within that container? Of course, yeah. Um, it was um, just transformational. It was life-giving for me. Um, it, it felt like it it um, it bridged bridged for me um, new areas of research that I had, you know, avenues I could go down um, to learn more about the things that that. Um, are authentic and that mean that are meaningful to me. Um, you guys introduce a lot of concepts that that are not like conventionally um, shared or or taught, and that's for for a reason. Um, but it was, um, you know, how they say um, when when the student is ready, the teacher appears, and there's something mm-hmm. to be said about like the fertile ground of of being in the right place, in the right mindset to learn. I feel like that was that was how I came to the course and it must've been like the stars aligning where what you, what I was listening to um, and what you guys were, were speaking about. Um, it just resonated so deeply with me that um, it's, um, it's made me, 
I think more of myself, it's made me understand my inner workings. It's, um, it's made me love myself more because I, um, I've, you know, the self-esteem stuff has been so critical that I, I've taken a deep dive into that as well. Um, I can't say enough good things about it. I just, it was, it was life-changing. Yeah. I remember you were, you were the last person that signed up that round. I think it was like the day before. Yeah, we launched, day before, right? the, the night before we launched. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I remember that too. I had seen, um, I think I'd reached out to you, Joel, like a few weeks before just to dip my, my toe in the water and see what it was all about. And then I kind of got busy with life. And um, and then I remember that it was starting and, and like something was pulling me to join. And um, I'm so glad I did. Yeah. Yeah. And, well, I think, and the, no, you go. Oh, and I'm just, I'm just glad to have met the community that you guys have built as well. Um, it's made me feel um, less isolated and, and um, more, more, um, you know, just empowered knowing that I'm not alone in my thoughts and that I'm not crazy. Yeah. I mean, that was one of the, you know, one of the uh, motivating factors, even for both of us, you know, we, we, we love community, you know, and we think it's important to, to bring people who share values together to inspire one another. You know, I, I love the saying iron sharpens iron. So it's like, you just, you just become the best version of yourself. You just surround yourself with people that share values there and you, you learn from each other. You get inspired from each, from each other. I mean, I've said this to you privately, you know, when I've seen your posts, I'm like, your posts are inspiring, you know, and I, and I thank you for them. And I think it's pretty incredible, you know, to connect with like-minded people in that, in that regards. Yeah. Totally. And I love, I love seeing you, both of you and the bond that you guys have. It's, um, it's really beautiful. And, um, I, I lost my best friend, um, six months before my dad passed away. She, she was gone to cancer and I, ha- I haven't found, um, I don't think I'll, I, I don't think I'll be lucky enough to find another person like that in this lifetime because what, what we shared was so special. And I see that, um, like the ride or die within you guys and the relationship you have, but um, I hope that me stepping out into my um, into my truth that I can, you know, find my my people again. I think you will. I think hundred percent you will, Sarah. I really appreciate your vulnerability and sincerity here too. But this is the thing, man. Like everything good that's happened in my life was because I decided to share my truth openly. You know, the most incredible human beings have come to me. You know, your Asmos, first and foremost, included because I decided to speak my truth openly and not shy away from that. You know, so I think as we, as we more, more able to embody and step into who we are, what we believe, what we stand for, then we magnetize the right relationships in our life. So I think that's just the beginning for you. Thank you. Yeah. I hope so. Definitely. I mean, we're hanging out right now. This is dope. This is great. We got we homie Sarah. I know. This is awesome. It can be a little triad. No. Just uh, I just, I love it. I mean, it's just, it's just, I, I echo everything Joel said. You know, I, I feel so blessed in my life to have attracted certain people. And that all started when I kind of gave the finger to how everyone else thought I should live my life. You know what I mean? Yeah, it was just sure. like, well, no. And, and back to what I said before about like, whether or not I knew my exact dream of what, like, you know, if you asked me, if you told me 20 years ago, 20 years from now, 
I'd be, I'd have a, a podcast that's successful, a group coaching program. I might be like, oh, I don't know how that's going to happen, you yeah. know, but it's like within me, when I felt something like there was resistance or like this wasn't right for me, you know, knowing that I needed to make a change and I made a change to something else that lit me up. I mean, obviously we talk about human design in the course and we're all, well, we're, two of us are generators. You're a manifesting generator, if I remember correctly, right? Yep. And it's like, what are the things that light us up? You know, so I kept just going from one thing to the next. Oh, I'm excited by this. I'm excited by that. I'm excited by that. And who knows where it takes you? You know, so I think that's another piece of it as well. Like, you know, what are your interests? What are your passions? What, especially if you're a generator, what excite you? And like, keep moving closer towards that. Yeah. And then you don't know what's going to unfold from it. Yeah, I'm definitely letting that lead lead and guide me. Um, having consumed this much uh, literature and like ever, I've never um, considered myself like um, an academic or, you know, um, particularly like school smart, not that that really means anything anymore, but um, I've learned more in the last couple of years by way of my own curiosity than, than in God knows how long. And so I'm really trying to follow, um, follow the, the clues that are, you know, like you said, like are lighting me up and what I'm interested in. And if I, if I get halfway through a book and then I go to another one, like it always has a way of kind of cycling back around because I have a need for it in my life. And I'm like, oh yeah, I like, this is where, I, and I pick it up again. And then you know, I get through mm-hmm. it and, um, I'm not putting pressure on myself to like, you know, stick to one thing. I'm, I'm dabbling in a lot of things and it's, it's uh, so gratifying. MG. This is the story of my life. What yeah. Is oh, MG. Yeah. MG. Again, multi, yeah. multi, multi-passionate. And that's the one thing I would say to an MG is like, if you feel like, oh, like the thing that you're doing now is feeling a little stagnant, it's totally cool. Go to the next thing, go to the next thing, go to the next thing. Cause you don't know how they're all going to come together. And yeah, I mean, I pick up a book, read 20 pages and then move on to another book. Sometimes I come back to it. Sometimes I read the whole book. Yeah. You know, I trust, you know, that what I, what I need to get from it, I'm going to get from it. Yeah. And then like the, it all kind of accumulates. And then you have uh, at the end, you have this like symphony of, of different interests and, and ideas. And it's, I'm, I just have faith that it's all going to guide me somewhere and I'm going to make use of it in some crazy cool way. Yeah. I mean, it's, it already is. You already are. Yeah, absolutely. You, you know what I mean? Like, like you, you're doing it. <laughs> You're doing it. You're in the arena, Sarah. You're in the arena. No, you're, you're, you know, like we've had 95, 96 podcast episodes, five or six side chats, and you're one of them. I'm not saying that like, oh, this is the the greatest, but I'm just saying like, you're in it. You've started, you've you've started an Instagram page, like with your, with your brand, you're doing the thing. Like you're putting out a material that is, are, that is inspiring people. Okay. Maybe it's not like inspiring 10,000 people right now, but who knows what happens. All you have to do is show up, do the thing, keep doing the thing. And again, people are going to be drawn to it. Uh, there yeah. we are. But it's, it's, it's in your hands. Your, your success, there's no gatekeeper for your success. No one's going to determine how, how, how far you go or how big this evolves or develops. Because as long as you're inspired and as long as you're you know, transmuting the information which, which inspires you through your own lens and putting it out there in, in terms of content, then you know, that's it. You're, 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 it becomes self-reciprocal. Your life journey, the things that you give, you're going to get back, you know. And to me, that's mm. that's what the authentic path is. Um, so I'm I'm so incredibly happy that you've found this and you've discovered this and you're taking steps in that direction. It's incredible. Thank you, guys. And yeah, I, um, I'm just so thankful that that our our paths crossed and that I'm here sitting with you guys. Hmm. Us too, Sarah. Yeah. Yeah. All right. 
Well, side chats are generally a little bit shorter. Do you have a final message to leave for our audience and also let them know how they can find you and what they can expect from Fearless Rising? Yeah, they can find me on Instagram um, at fearless underscore rising. Yeah. And um, yeah, my, I guess a message I would say to anyone struggling in the same way that I have, um, there is hope. And um, like if if you're struggling with anxiety or fears, there's nothing wrong with you. Like your mind is um, predisposed to wanting to, you know, um, scan for threats. That's what I've learned the most. It's not to be so hard on myself to give myself grace. Cause like, um, I used to think there was something wrong with me that, you know, my anxiety attacks and, you know, that, that I had to kind of control them and squash them. And now I'm just realizing, like realizing that I can redirect things. I can, if I understand the neural pathways that I've built in childhood that um, are not serving me, like I can make new ones. I can, I can feed myself new experiences and thoughts and I can, I can create healthier habits and it all starts with awareness and then putting in the effort um, and the intention behind it. Um, So yeah, if, uh, if, if you guys, if anyone feels um, called to, to look at my page and um, read the stuff that I'm, that is interesting to me and, and that has helped me in my journey. Um, then, then yeah, I'd love to see you there. Hmm. Amazing guys. Thanks for listening to this side chat. We appreciate it. Sarah, thank you for your time. We really honor your thank journey you. and we'll see you next time, everyone. What's up everybody. Uh, hopefully you enjoyed that conversation uh, as much as we did. It was so amazing to have Sarah on uh, and talk about the things we did. And I know we talked about it in the episode, I just want to let you know, we have a few spots left remaining in the fourth run of our group coaching program, Rise Above the Herd. It's eight weeks long. It starts on November 29th. And again, if you're someone that's been struggling with fear or feeling a little stagnant in your life and really want to just take things to the next level and know yourself uh, in deeper ways, then uh, yeah, we definitely recommend going to riseaboveherd.co. Uh, filling out an application and jumping on a 20-minute call with us because we'd love to see how we can support you. Um, thanks again for listening and uh, we'll catch you next time. Smoke and mirrors, I'm seeing through the illusion. Waking up in a the time, they think you're in a delusion. Somebody set the alarms because they be too busy snoozing. I'm in a DeLorean. Fast forward in evolution to a place where we can share our confusions. Yeah, 450 BC, I'm sharing to you.